0: Welcome to Seller's Journey, the podcast where we speak to great sales reps and leaders and share their real stories from start to sales success.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm Joseph Fung, and today we're fortunate enough to be chatting with Mahmoud Hmouds, the head of sales at Growth Genius. Mahmoud, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Joseph. Uh, I love these conversations because we get to unbox all the fun stories with zigzags and I particularly love yours because of the the journey from your academic background into sales so thanks again this is going to be fun. Yeah I'm looking forward to it. So I know we've had the chance to get to know each other over time in the the tech scene and in conferences but maybe you can help our audience. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Let's start there.
0: Sure so uh you know, the first part of my life, uh, I was I actually grew up in Poland, um, oh. that, and I left Poland when I was about seven, going on eight. Uh, then from eight till 18, I was in Jordan, the Middle East. Uh, and that's where, you know, you can say that I grew up and I was a teenager and uh, lived the most of my life. And then you came to Canada for university, right? Correct. So I went to Ottawa, University of Ottawa. Um, I didn't know how cold it's going to be, but uh, I found out soon enough. Uh, but it was fun. <laughs> That's a uh, quite quite the uh,
1: shocking surprise at times. I'm glad we're getting out of the winter months now. Yeah, of course. So you didn't start with sales. You did a double major. Am I am I right in biochem and chemical engineering? Correct. And.
0: What was the focus? What were you hoping to accomplish with that? Because that's definitely a different direction than sales. Yeah. So here's the thing I grew up, you know, my dad is a medical doctor, my mom is a pharmacist. Uh, I had my life laid out for me. You know, mm. I was either going to be a doctor or an engineer, right? Um, you know, I, I come from a culture in the Middle East where you have to be a doctor, engineer, or pharmacist to, uh, for people to kind of look up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, even during my high school, all I did was math, uh, biology, chemistry, physics. Uh, so I didn't have much of an option. Of an option, I was either going to be, um, you know, an engineer or a doctor. I decided to be an engineer. Uh, at university, I really enjoyed science. Uh, so I found this program that would allow me to do both: be an engineer and scientist. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was a big fan of chemistry, so I decided to do ChemEng, uh, and then. Biochem was also something that I was passionate about during my bio, grade 12 biology. So it worked nicely. Uh, it took me about five years and a half to finish, but it was good.
1: Nice. So getting out of school, though, same thing. You didn't start in sales. I understood you had some you know, research engineering roles. Is Could you share a bit more about that?
0: Correct. Uh, so I did my undergrad thesis in the Cambridge lab. I enjoyed it. So uh, I worked as a research assistant for a bit. Uh, and it's interesting, you know. You you think that uh, when when growing back, you think that engineering and like working in lab, you're going to be this mad scientist running crazy experiments. When you get to the lab, it's uh, it's it's a it's a lot more boring than, than that. So you could spend the whole week just designing an experiment and uh, you know working on it slowly. And uh, it's not as uh, it's definitely not as exciting as movies make it to be.
1: So what what was m- the, the trigger, the catalyst, if I can use a chemistry term, uh, to, to get you to know that you wanted a different direction.
0: Yeah. So, after being a research assistant, I worked as a process engineer uh, in a factory mm-hmm. in BC, actually. Uh, and that was mm-hmm. okay. We started off small uh, and we were just four chemical, three chemical engineers that set up a manufacturing facility and we ran it basically day and night. Uh, so, I loved small. So, I knew that for a fact. Like, I loved, I loved working in a small team. Um, then I moved back home and I worked in pharmaceuticals as a project manager for about three years. Uh, worked in a big company, 6,000 people. And it was fun, uh, you know, because that was my first professional job where I had to, you know, wear business uh, attire and, uh, you know, be careful of politics and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but this whole time, I was, you know, checking on business news and startup news, and um, kind of, you know, seeing how companies go from ideation to creation to then scale up. Uh, so after three years, you know, I decided it's time to uh, switch gears and get into business, uh, and that's when I when I basically traveled to Sweden to do my masters in business. Got it. So just to recap the journey so far,
1: we've got Poland jordan uh cold part of canada (laughs) university west coast warmer part of canada for one role back to jordan for another role now to sweden for your master's do i have this right correct okay so you're in sweden you're doing your master's
0: uh what were you studying You said entrepreneurship, any specific focus? Correct. It was basically managing new venture creation. So it was actually a really cool program where in 10 months, you had to start with an idea and then actually make a company out of it, register the company and come up with a business plan. So, you know, they took us from ideation to idea evaluation um, and then to actually, you know, making sure that you scale up your company and you have sales and marketing and all that stuff so it was a very good program 10 months I didn't want to go back to school for another two years so it was a perfect timing as well that you had to start your own company what what did you start yeah so uh me and uh, a buddy of mine we actually started a soap company (laughs) so we were the soap guys uh and we actually manufactured soap. Uh, yeah we've manufactured soap out of uh waste falafel oil uh, whoa and the, yeah <laughs> and then the waste glycerin from biodiesel that's so fascinating yeah. so it's the uh, kind
1: of waste product from two different industries into self i love it now you mentioned though that it was while in sweden you got your first real sales role is that right correct and what was that journey like? I mean, that first sales rule is always so tough. What what was that search like? How'd you find it? How'd you get started?
0: Yeah, that was super tough. And so now, you know, anyone that wants to break into sales and messages me on LinkedIn or emails me, you know, I'm always open to have a conversation with them to give them tips just because I, I would have loved someone to tell me, you know, how to do it. Um, you know, coming out of university, I, I knew I wanted to be in a startup and, in startup, you're either you know on the product side or the customer side or sales. So I was naturally good at talking to customers uh, during our startup creation. So I decided to stick to sales. Uh, it was it wasn't easy. I had to you know the, the process was applying online, but also doing what you do in sales. So following up with my prospects. So you have to treat it as, you know, you're selling yourself, basically. Um, so what I did is I came up with a list of companies that I wanted to work for, uh, started, you know, seeing if they have any, any posts online. If not, then I would reach out to them, um, and you know, ask for either a virtual chat, a coffee, um, or any tips on, on how to get in that industry. Uh, by the end of it, um, it worked because, you know, the person that hired me, said that he was impressed with me following up with them after applying uh, and he thought that that's what a successful salesperson should do Uh, and he gave me the opportunity to be um, to be in sales uh, and i'm almost i'm going to be forever grateful to that person
1: so you've had a whole series of successes in your sales career since i mean now to the being the head of sales at growth genius Um, in that journey you know what's what surprised you
0: most about sales? Yeah, so uh, it's funny. Whenever I tell my dad I'm in sales, he thinks you know I'm like uh, I'm like a car salesman or you know, <laughs> one of those guys that like sells you pens or something like that. I think what surprised me the most is how you have to be super smart if you're going to be successful in sales because it combines different aspects. You have to be really good with numbers. You have to know your numbers inside out. So you have to be good at math. You have to be really good at relationships because let's be honest people buy from people they like but you also have to uh, be empathetic um, and you have to be smart enough to position yourself as an as as um, as a service that your customer basically cannot live without and Mm -hmm. you have to combine all these to be successful sales and it's not easy right you have a lot of moving pieces that have to come together for you to make a sale Um, And again, it's definitely not as easy as people think it is.
1: Now, it's exceptionally challenging, and it does take a lot of uh, intelligence systems thinking. Uh, And you you joked a bit about it earlier, you know, when you say to your parents that you're in sales, you know, their reaction. uh, But I do hear that from many people. You know, there's that family pressure or the assumption of taking your career in one direction and People are often surprised when you're getting into sales. Um, how do you how do you talk about that now with family? Uh, and do have they changed their opinions
0: at all? So I, I, I mean, I it's it, my dad still asks me the questions like, are you not? Mm-hmm. Are you ever going to go back to engineering? <laughs> it's like, why did you go to <laughs> school for six years if you're just going if you're going to be in sales? Uh, so I try to explain to them that being in sales is not, you know. It's not just basically calling up people every day and um, asking them for their money. It's not. I think the older gen- for the older generation that has never been in SaaS sales or solution selling, it's a bit hard mm-hmm. to to get them to understand what exactly you do. Uh, but they've seen that you know I've had successes and I went from being you know in the E to being head of sales and um, I'm happy what I do and they support me 100. percent
1: That's incredible. I love it. Now.
0: Thinking a little bit about that journey, as
1: we've kind of talked through that process, if you were going to speak to yourself of, you know, 10 years ago, you're kind of finishing up your schooling, looking to choose your next steps, what advice would you give yourself from 10 years ago?
0: The advice I would give myself would be, so I think it's important for you to take time off after school to realize what you want to be. You know, I I think that uh, for me personally, I think that our um, education system is a bit broken because you have to decide what you want to be for the rest of your life when you're 18. Correct? Like that's not even legal. It's not even legal to drink in Ontario when you're 18, yet you have the power to decide what you want to be for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say, you know, take some time off. Maybe work for a year, explore different industries, talk to different professionals, and see what you want to be It's a very, it's a very um, important decision, and I think that you know if you start early, in whichever career you want to be for the rest of your life, your life is going to be a lot easier. I got into sales when I was 30 years old, right? Like if I knew that this world existed, I could have I gotten it when I was 22, and I would have had an eight year head start. Um, go i don't I don't regret it, obviously because I think that my engineering background helped me. Um, but again, I had no idea that that sales could be so much fun uh, when I was eighteen.
1: That's such a great piece of advice, and uh, that that dovetails well. We were just actually interviewing another uh, gentleman who spoke a lot about during his university time, his college time tasting different careers or different opportunities. and uh, I like the way you characterized it as. Uh, you know, taking the time off between school and work to, to kind of make up your mind and figure out where you want to go. I think that's great advice.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, um, some programs have a co-op program right now. Some universities have a program co-op right now. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's very good because at least you get a taste of the real world and you see what your life could be like after university. So, you know, if you could definitely get yourself one of those programs as well.
1: So, This is fantastic advice. And I love the trajectory and the journey you've already had, but I'd love to hear where are you heading? So that was the advice you might give yourself from 10 years ago. But if you're speaking to
0: future you, what do you hope to congratulate him for? Um, So the first thing that comes to mind is... You know, first and foremost, I think that, you know, before being in sales, uh, I'm a father and I have a four-year-old kid. I have another one on the way. So, in 10 years, I definitely want to be, you know, a good father of of two. two. Uh, That's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, But in terms of career-wise, I definitely want to stay in sales. I enjoy sales. I think there's so much to learn uh, in sales. Uh, You know, I'm a sales student. I try to read every book I can. I try to Listen to podcasts all the time. There's so much knowledge in sales; it's insane. And it's very interesting how the sales world has evolved. From back in the days, there was this you know information asymmetry between the buyer and the seller. Now, now that doesn't exist anymore. And mm-hmm. you know, successful salespeople have to adapt to that. And it's super interesting to see how people do it. Right. So there's different the different devices, You know, like, um, be human and empathize with your customer and. Um, you know, make sure that you give them positive ROI. Regardless, what I'm trying to say is that I really enjoy selling, and I, I enjoy learning about sales. So, 10 years, probably still in sales. Um, hopefully, you know, have um, a VP title. Uh, if not, then probably lead a sales uh, a sales department. Basically,
1: love it. Uh, I love particularly your comment about learning and growing. Any. Any particularly favorite podcast or books top of mind right now?
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm reading right now um, Sell the Way You Buy by David Premier. I just got it a couple of mm-hmm. weeks ago. Uh, definitely a really good book. Uh, David is, is also a good guy. I'm part of his sales group as well. Uh, he's, I think he's doing a lot of interesting things in the sales world just because he comes from an academic engineering background, just like my, myself. So he's always trying to justify sales uh, using science. Uh, all his. Talks are good. His podcasts are good. His book is excellent. Uh, I also love Sales Gravy. Sales Gravy was the podcast that I listened to when I first started my job at Gross Genius, and I needed some motivation. So every morning I would listen to Jeb Blunt speak about how to crush it in terms of uh, prospecting and closing deals and going after your clients. So, uh, you know, if you need some motivation, definitely Sales Gravy.
1: I love both of those recommendations and uh, I have to take the opportunity for a, a selfish plug. If, uh, as a listener, if you're listening in and this is your first episode, we did interview David back at episode five. So you might want to check that one out. And I completely agree. His book is great. I am uh, digging through it myself and this is such a blast. Yeah. we're um, lucky to have David in Toronto for sure. We really are. Definitely ups the game locally. Um, Amun, I know I said it. I wouldn't take you, uh, take too much of your time. Can I go through a couple of rapid fire questions before we wrap up? Of course. Okay.
0: So first one, uh, tools and systems. What's your favorite sales tool? So I am biased and I'm, I'm going to say uh, the growth genius platform. There you go. you got to take the opportunity. I'm <laughs> 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 uh, And, uh, what's your favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie is There will be blood. Mm,
1: nice. Uh, and when you were a kid, what did you want to grow up to be?
0: I uh, wanted to be an astronaut.
1: That is fantastic. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I'm I'm glad to hear it.
0: <laughs> I mean, my kid, now she's born, she wants to be an astronaut. So I think it's, uh, it's common.
1: <laughs> I feel like there must be a pattern there. You know, the wanting to be an astronaut, going into engineering, getting into sales. I, I can empathize with that journey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. I appreciate the time. Thank you, Joseph. I uh, You know, this was my first uh, podcast and I really enjoyed it. Awesome. I'm looking forward to our next conversation. You take care. I'm here. You too.